Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of BBP News and another episode of Eye on the Ball. Yes, we are back here after a couple days of no episodes. I do apologize for that. Had to go on a bit of a hiatus there for a couple of days, but we are back for Eye on the Ball, and we will be back the rest of this week with the normal schedule Wednesday Idiots in the News Friday news episode, so don't miss out on any of those coming out later this week. But today, we have plenty of news to talk about in the sports world. We've got predictions to go over. We've got the World Cup to go over. It's going to be a fun time, and I have predictions for the World Cup, which will be even more fun. So, Let's jump into it here straight away. Let's not waste any time. And we jump into my MLB predictions for the week. And we start out with the Tampa Bay Rays against the New York Yankees. And I said that the Rays would win this series two games to one. And that is exactly how it went down. The Yankees looked pretty hopeless for the first two games of the series, losing five to one and five to two. That offense just not working at all which has been the main story for this Yankees team all year long, and it continued to hold true against their AL East rival. Just, again, a poor series from them overall. They won the third game with Garrett Cole on the mound, 7-2 to the final score in that third game, but still just a poor, poor series there. But a correct prediction for me. Again, it seems like a lot of the predictions I get right these days are at my own favorite team's expense. You know what? I'll take the correct prediction where I can. They don't always come easy. We move on to the Phillies versus the Marlins, and this is what I mean. They don't come easy. I predicted that the Marlins would win this series three games to one. That just did not happen. The Phillies ended up having a very strong series. They've really recovered since the start of the year. For the first, not quite half of the year, they started getting better before the halfway point, but For a long time there, at the start of the season, the Phillies had a very hard time winning games. Their offense was just not producing at the level that we knew they could, and the pitching was not holding up enough for them to win a lot of games. They've recovered a lot. They've been winning so much more lately. They made a couple good acquisitions at the deadline, and they look like a team that is actually ready to fight for a wild card spot. And if they get into the playoffs, I'm a little scared of where this team might go. They are built for the playoffs. They are built for playoff success. They weren't built for a long trudge through regular season. They were built to survive the playoffs. And so if they make it in the wild card, I am scared of where this team might go. They could be an underdog for the World Series. That's a bold claim with some of these other teams that are headed to the playoffs. But it just seems like they are ready and raring for it. But a good series from the Phillies. The Marlins faltering a little bit. They're not the only ones. There are a couple playoff contenders that are really falling off the table a little bit, but the Marlins were one of those teams this time around. Phillies with a good one. Wrong prediction for me as the Phillies take the series three games to one. Next, we have the Reds versus the Cubs, and the Reds, another playoff contender, really just kind of falling off, and this series was a clear example of it. The pitching 
was horrific. I predicted that the Reds and Cubs would tie this series two games to two as we had another four game set on our hands, but the the Reds just could not hold it together, especially on the pitching side. Two of these games were absolute pitching embarrassments. The first finished 21 to 9. Or no, 20 to 9. Excuse me, 20 to 9. Either way, very, very poor scoreline. The other, the very next day, the Reds lost again 16 to 6. The offense is not the problem. Their offense is producing six runs in that third game because this was the second and third games of the series. Second game, nine runs. Third game, six runs. That is good offensive production, but that pitching is ugly. And this has been their Achilles heel was their run differential. They have given up so many runs that pitching has not been solid. And it just needs more time to grow. And this is the unfortunate part about the Reds is they have the offense of a playoff team. They do not have the pitching of a playoff team. And I am worried that they're not going to be able to grab a wild card spot or come back and win the division at this point. As much as I would like them to. As much as I would love that underdog story. That pitching just scares me too much. It was a bad series from them overall. They managed to grab a single win in that first game. The rest of it was a nightmare. But the Cubs ended up winning this one three games to one. An incorrect prediction for me. And then uh, one that I feel very bittersweet about. All right, because I predicted the Blue Jays to sweep the Red Sox. Now, this happened. The Blue Jays actually swept the Red Sox, which is weird in the sense that whenever I predict the Blue Jays to do well, they suck. So the pattern's been broken. But also, I mean, the Blue Jays swept the Red Sox. As a Yankees fan, that makes me feel great. And as someone predicting these games and trying to analyze these games, it makes me feel great. But still a bitter one because the Blue Jays are an AL East rival They're looking for a playoff spot. It makes it hard for the Yankees to catch up if the Blue Jays keep winning. So it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But still a correct prediction for me. I feel good about that. Three games to zero was the final line on this one. And now we have quite possibly the utter worst prediction of the week. Not even close. It it very much is the worst. As I said, the Angels would win their series against the Mariners three games to one. The Angels, another playoff contender, losing their minds and losing all of their speed and momentum as they were swept in this four-game set. Swept by the Mariners four games to zero. You couldn't win a single game out of four. It's one thing to be swept in a three-game set. You know, if you're not a huge follower of baseball, I'm sure any fans of the sport will kind of understand this. To be swept in a three-game set and to be swept in a four-game set are two completely different giants. Like... 
to be swept in a three-game set, it sucks. But it's not the biggest story of the week. To be swept in a four-game series, you had four opportunities to win a game. And this isn't the athletics over here. These are the Angels, a team competing for the playoffs. And they couldn't win a single game against the Mariners. A team that all year has been petering out. Has been average. It's just so bad. It's so bad. Shohei Otani is not staying with this team. I'm sorry. I know the Angels went out and bought at the trade deadline. I liked their buys personally. A lot of them anyway. I liked a lot of the deals they made. Especially Randall Grichuk and CJ Crone. Two amazing pickups for them. But they are not performing like a playoff contender. And there's no way Shohei Otani stays with this team. I, I just don't see it. He needs to be in a cons- consistent playoff contender or a team that is really going to take it seriously. Just a bad series from the Angels here and a wrong prediction for me. And to round it out with a correct prediction, the Dodgers going up against the Padres. I said the Dodgers would win this one two games to one. They won it two games to one. It was a strong prediction for me, a strong series from the Dodgers. The Padres, again, just not the team that they were expected to be this year disappointing overall I don't expect them to make the playoffs it's just a disappointing year for them overall all right so now let's jump into my predictions for this week and I'm just going to kind of speed through these so that we can get to the world cup conversation here but we start out with the Marlins taking on the Reds in three games I have the Marlins winning this series two games to one again that Reds pitching just scares me the Marlins when they want to they can get some offense rolling and so I expect them to win this series two games to one the Reds of course will have a chance to win at least one game the Astros versus the Orioles I have the Orioles winning this one two games to one they have just been so good and I've been saying a lot recently if I can't root for the Yankees uh, in the playoffs this season I am so rooting for the Orioles this team is just so young so fun to watch incredible incredible again I've said this before on the show but we did not expect the Orioles to be this good yet everyone thought they'd need another year and yet they are just tearing it up And so I can't wait to see what they do in the playoff picture. But for now, they're just going to have to take on a playoff contender, someone who is firmly in the wild card at the moment. And I think they'll win two games to one here. Next, we have the Giants versus the Angels. I do have the Angels winning the series two games to one. They're going to steady the ship a little bit, get a strong series win, and it'll be good for, you know, their confidence and their momentum. Just I don't think their season's over just yet. But they really need some wins here. They really need some big wins. And beating the Giants in a series like this will do that for sure. At least I think so. Now we move into the second half of the week. And I have the Yankees sweeping the Marlins a bold, 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 bold prediction. But this Yankees team has to get back to winning ways at some point, right? This can't be the rest of their season. Maybe that's my bias coming into play. I don't know. But I look at this team, the pitching staff, the the lineup, 
It's not this bad. These names are not this bad. The Yankees are a mess. The Yankees are an absolute mess, not only on the field, but in the backroom staffing. If you've seen some of the stories that have come out from New York over the past week, maybe a little more even, it is a mess. Domingo Herman put into inpatient treatment for alcohol abuse after numerous, numerous outbreaks of anger and of violence. Anthony Rizzo playing with an undiagnosed concussion for two months. Two months. There are some issues going on in New York. So why am I predicting them to sweep the Marlins? I don't know. I just can't see this team continuing to play this poorly. They need a win. And so I'm shooting for it with this series against the Marlins. In all reality, this series will probably finish 2-1 to one either way. Whether that's the Yankees winning it or the Marlins. Probably no sweeps. But I'm being bold with a sweep prediction here. And a more realistic sweep is the Blue Jays over the Cubs. Our next one here. The Blue Jays, I feel, are going to grab that third wild card spot. I think the AL wild card is going to come down to the Rays, the Astros, and the Blue Jays. I, I don't think it can end any other way. No other team, no other teams have been as consistent. And mind you, the Blue Jays themselves haven't exactly been the most consistent team, but they've been more consistent than any of the other teams trailing them. The Yankees, the Red Sox, the Angels, none of them have have shown any consistency. The Mariners at this point look like a stronger contender to knock the Blue Jays out of the wild card, but they're not consistent either. So the Blue Jays to sweep the Cubs. The Cubs, I get it, they've been playing well lately. So a sweep seems unrealistic or unlikely rather. Not unrealistic, but unlikely. But the Blue Jays just have a tendency to come out of nowhere and sweep series and just dominate. So I can see them doing it this weekend. And to round it out, we have the Padres versus the D-backs. I have the D-backs winning this one two games to one. They need something to get them going if they want any shot at a wild card spot. It looks like no one in the, no one in the NL wants that wild card spot. Like, especially that third one. The Marlins been playing poorly. The Reds been playing poorly. The D-backs, poor. Like, none of these teams seem to want that spot. It, it, it's insane. It's insane. But those are my predictions for this week. We're not quite done with predictions just yet, but we got to get through this conversation here. We have the U.S. knocked out of the World Cup. Yes, the U.S. women's team has been knocked out in the round of the last 16. It was a poor, poor, poor game. Sweden, I get they're very good. They're a very good team. They're ranked very highly in the world rankings. They had had a good group stage, right? But the USA, 
known for their dominance at the World Cup in all major competitions. They have dominated for years. And yet they went out in such a limp fashion in penalties in a scoreless regulation period followed by poor, poor penalties. There were numerous misses on both sides. But the U.S. were the ones that paid the price. Sophia Smith, Kelly O'Hara, and most notably, Megan Rapino, all missed their spot kicks. And Rapino's miss, if she had scored, would have put the U.S. up 4-2 to two in the shootout. And if you don't know this about soccer, when you're in a penalty shootout, if you are up 4-2, to two, there is a massive difference between 4-2 to two and 3-2. to two. Massive. The tempo swing, the confidence shift on both sides is gigantic. It is mammoth in size. And that miss from Rapino, a legend of the sport, someone who was looking for glory in this tournament as it is her last as a player. It's just, uh, it pains me. It pains me. And the final goal from Sweden was a controversial one. As U.S. keeper Alyssa Neher seemed to have blocked the shot. But according to VAR, the virtual assistant referee, the ball crossed the line. After a review, the ref whistled. Game was over. And following the game, the U.S. coach, Vladko Andonovsky, had this to say. He said, quote, It's a tough moment. It's a moment that's hard to go through. Until the last whistle is blown, you have hopes that the ball didn't cross the line. But from what I understand now, obviously the referee called that it did. I see pictures, and I still can't see how. End quote. So the coach obviously just trying to defend his team, trying to stand for his team, saying, I don't know how it crossed over the line. I don't know how it was called a goal. In reality, I couldn't tell you my thoughts on it. Obviously, I can't see whether it crossed the line or not. But overall, you know, it was a rough tournament for the U.S. And there were former players that were coming out. And saying that they're not surprised that they went out, you know, saying that this was probably the weakest team that the U.S. has fielded in so, so long, if not ever. You know, and this came from legends of the team, Carly Lloyd and Alexi Wallace. So, you know, it's not even just me. I've said it on the show here before during the tournament. Legends of the U.S. women's team, legends of the women's game, have come out and said, yeah, this team was weak. This team had issues. And they clearly did. Four goals in the entire tournament. Four. And three of them were against one team. Poor. 
poor, 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 poor. And you can only hope that this team continues to develop and get better for the next major tournament. Because this is the earliest that the U.S. has gone out in a major tournament. The earliest they've ever gone out. The only time besides this tournament that they did not at least make the semifinals, ironically, was in 2016 in the Olympics against Sweden on penalties. Yeah. Yeah, the U.S. has some bad history with Sweden. Got some flashbacks in this one. Just it, It's just poor. It's just sad. But that being said, I'm going to make some quick predictions here to round out the show for the quarterfinals. We start out with the Netherlands versus Spain, and I see Spain winning this game three games or three goals to one. Excuse me. Three goals to one. Spain has just been on a scoring tear. They've scored eight goals so far. Actually, they just scored eight goals in the group stages alone. They've scored 11 overall in the tournament. They've just had a very strong showing here. I see them beating the Netherlands no problem. The Netherlands, they scored plenty of goals as well, although seven of them were against Vietnam. So, you know, that kind of skews their results a little bit. Overall, Spain just looks like the better team. They've looked stronger, in my opinion. They've got this one wrapped up 3-1. to one. Next, we have Japan versus Sweden. And again, one I think is wrapped up very easily. Despite the fact that Japan, according to the world rankings, according to FIFA, is the underdog, they have had the stronger tournament. They did not allow a single goal in the group stages. They allowed just one in their final 16 game. They have scored... A ton of goals. They scored 11 in the group stages alone. Sweden, they've been pretty good as well. But I think Japan has this wrapped up. I'm going for a bold 4-0 scoreline. 4-0 to Japan. This is a team that excites me. They've been playing so, so, so well. I love to see it. Next, we have Australia versus France, and it's time for Australia's tournament to be put to bed. France have this one wrapped up 2-0. to zero. I think that's a pretty easy scoreline here. France has just been playing so well. They just smashed Morocco, destroyed them in the final 16. Just gone. Yeah, I, I, Australia has struggled alone in this tournament. They have not had the best of showings. They were lucky to make it this far, in my opinion. And France will have an easy time. 2-0. to zero. Easy score. And finally, we have England versus Colombia. And I'm going for a 2-1 scoreline. I think Colombia will put up a fight. They'll sit deep. They'll play defensive. They'll come back on the counterattack to score one. But at the end of the day, England will break through their lines to score two. And call it a day. So those are my predictions for the quarterfinals. Let me know. Let me know what your guys' predictions are on X. You can find the links to our accounts. Whether it's mine, whether it's BBP News, doesn't matter. You can message either. I will see it either way. Let me know your predictions for these games. And we'll be back with semifinal predictions. I'll actually predict the first semifinal game on Monday. Because that game will happen before the Eye on the Ball show on Tuesday. 
So don't miss out on that. But don't miss out on Idiots in the News tomorrow. New show on Friday. We are back for the rest of this week with the normal schedule, like I said at the top. So until tomorrow morning, you guys, have a great rest of your Tuesday. Bye.